Good day, everybody. This is Dylan. Um, I'm here with a special presentation in the podcast. It is the Q&A from the uh, Sandlot 25th anniversary screening, which took place at the Sandlot. So um, enjoy and thank you. when you play with a bunch of rejects and a uh, fat kid, Rodriguez. Shut your mouth, Phillips. What'd you say, crap face? I said you shouldn't even be allowed to touch a baseball. Except for Rodriguez, you're all an insult to the game. Come on! We'll take you on right here, right now! Come on! You plan a real diamond porter? You ain't good enough to lick the dirt off our cleats. Watch it, jerk. Shut up, idiot! Moron! Scab eater! Butt sniffer, pus licker, fart smeller. <laughs> you eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You mixed your weeds with your mama's toe jam. Yeah! You bob for apples in the toilet, and you like it. You play ball like a girl. What did you say? You heard me. Tomorrow, noon, at our field. Get the buffalo butt breath. Count on it, pee drinking crap face. Yeah! Let's go! Obviously, this movie is one of the one of the biggest we've ever got to enjoy. I'm gonna. Have Marshall come up on stage here and be able to share his little thoughts about the sound. Give it up for Marshall Gore of Utah Film Studios. Thank you, Brian Carlson. Um, my name is Marshall Moore. Like he said, I, I'm formerly of the Utah Film Commission. I worked there for 10 years, so a lot of people still say Marshall Moore of the Utah Film Commission because it's an easy thing to do. But I currently work in Park City at Utah Film Studios. And uh, we are a sponsor of this event, and the owners of Utah Film Studios are here tonight. Uh, Gary Crandall, Ryan Crandall, Matthew Crandall. That's who I work for now. We're grateful for their participation in this, as well as all our other sponsors, which I'll get to in just a moment. Um, I am also, in addition to working at Utah Film Studios, the co-chair of the Sandlot 25th Anniversary Volunteer Committee. And we have been meeting for the last seven months to try to make this happen. We started very small and gained a lot of momentum and uh, we ended up with a committee of about 25 people uh, from the community of Glendale and from outside the community of Glendale. And we all came together to work hard to bring you this event tonight. And as you can see, this venue is not, even though the movie was filmed here, it's not conducive to hosting an event like we are tonight. So a lot of thought and planning, and still we're still planning right now, even as the event is going on, uh, to make things happen and get you all in here to enjoy uh, this movie. And we expect 2,500 people to be in here, and that would take us 
to capacity and a little bit beyond. We would have not been able to do anything that we are doing tonight without the willingness of the cast to make themselves available and come to, the to, come to Utah amidst a very busy summer. If you've been tracking along with this cast, they have been busy with Major League Baseball, traveling all over, and they will still continue to do that. To that. And they, they were able to find time in their schedule to come back to their home, the Sandlot where this movie was filmed in 1992. So I'd like to give a shout out to them, even though they're not here, they're taking a little break right now. But I'd like to give a shout out to Patrick Renna, Hamilton Porter, Chauncey Leopardi, Squints, Tom Guyry, Smalls, Marty York, yeah, yeah, Victor Demadia, Timmy Timmons, Shane Obadzinski, Tommy Repeat Timmons, Brandon Adams, the Nunez, and Grant Gelt, Bertram. We are so thankful that they made themselves available and decided to come to Utah. Let's give them a, a big hand and thank them for being here tonight. I want to give you a little history about how this event came to be. And I've got to go all the way back to 2010 to tell you that story. Uh, I was uh, director of the film commission then and we partnered with the Utah State Capitol and their Movie Under the Stars program. And part of that partnership was the ability to show made in Utah movies on a screen just like this on the west lawn of our state capitol. And one of the movies we showed that summer, of course, was The Sandlot. And before the movie, I did something like I'm doing now. I got up and talked a little bit about the making of the movie in Utah and how much we all love it here. And then I said something to the effect, wouldn't it be great to take this screen from the Capitol, put it on the sandlot where the movie was actually filmed, and bring people in to watch it. Now, this is done in other places. If you follow along with like Field of Dreams, they blow up a big screen, they put it out in center field, and they show Field of Dreams where the movie was actually filmed. Well, we have our own Field of Dreams right here in Glendale, Utah, in Salt Lake City. And that is our magical little baseball kingdom, the Sandlot. It's intimate, small, and I know it's tight, and we hope we can get you, continue to get you all in. But once I made those remarks, there was a newspaper reporter in the audience that night, a gentleman named Bill Oram, sports writer. And he wrote an article about me saying, wouldn't it be great to show the movie on the Sandlot? Well, it wasn't too long after that that I received a call from a gentleman named Jay Ingleby, who lives here in the community of Glendale, and he said he represented the Glendale Community Council, and that they would love to partner with the Utah Film Commission and bring the movie here and be able to show it to everybody as a community event. So we partnered with them for two years, or I think it was three years really, before we actually did the event in 2013 to celebrate the 20th anniversary. So let's hear it from Mr. Jay Ingleby right here. Raise your hand. <laughs> it's because of him and his rel relentlessness to work with us that we were able to bring, to do the first one in 2013 and reestablish our friendships and relationships with the cast of The Sandlot who had obviously, who had obviously grow up, grow up, grown up since then. Now, the other thing was how 
how do we do this? And here's Jay right here. Wave everybody, Jay. Wait, that's Jay Ingleby. He asked if you're having fun. Um, he is the heart and soul of what we've been doing as a committee. He loves the Sandlot. He loves his community. And we all rallied around Jay and Randy Sorensen, our honorary co-chairs, to make this event happen. Now, there was talk early on last year, and I'm going to break the news to you right now, that we were not going to do this event on the spot because it was too complicated. And the neighborhood is not conducive to 2,500 people coming in. So about two months into the planning, I said, we have to do it on the Sandlot. This will make it the most unique place anywhere that this movie can be shown. Matter of fact, Dave, with Open Air Entertainment, wherever he is, with this screen, he said, said he has shown the movie how many to five times this week? Five, five, six times this week already in people's backyards. Well, you are on the actual Sandlot filming location. And I'd like to point out a few places to you so you get your orientation correct and you know where you're standing. So over there was the backstop, all the way in that corner where that camo net is and where those easy up tents are. The backstop was over there. You know that you can see the dugout clearly. Over there between second base and third base is where the name calling scene took place. So that was right, right over there. Over here is where Squints offered, uh, uh, uttered his line, L7 Weenie. That's about right over here. And right about where we're standing, and you're probably going, where is the fence? Where are those two houses? Where's the tree? You probably heard that during the, the Utah portion. That, that was all set, which was torn down after the movie. So where the screen is, is about where the outfield fence was, where the ball goes over, and where the beast is, Mr. Myrtle's house is, and the tree. So that's right here. And where Benny, of course, pickled the beast. Right over there is where Squint's clothes were going out of style. And right over there, where all those chairs are now, is the pitcher's mound, where De Nunez threw ham his heater. So the unique part about all this is you're on the actual filming location, and if you freeze, if you watch the movie on YouTube, on DVD, whatever, and you freeze the frame, there's some real beautiful shots of this neighborhood from 25, 26 years ago that show these houses. And you can see where the cast comes in and out. And that was what made this more unique than any other place we could show this movie. And that's why we worked so hard to do it here, no matter how complicated it was or how we had to work with the community to make it happened, we were gonna do it. But that was the expense of inviting the world to come. We had to limit it to small amounts of people. And we can't say it anywhere but right here that this is the Sandlot. So now, got a couple more minutes guys and we'll bring you up. I'd like to thank our sponsors, because we got the cast here, but without the sponsors, the cast would not be here. So you're noticing our sponsors spread out, and I'd like to thank each and every one of them right now. And here's my list. The Salt Lake Bees, Utah Film Studios, Fanex, Dick's Sporting Goods, Roosevelt's Clothing, P3 
PF Flyers, the Utah Film Commission, the Gallivan Center, Mountainland Supply, Swire Coca-Cola, Redmond Movies and Stories, Republic Services, Granados, Formogen, Turfit. They mowed the grass for us and got it ready. If any of you saw any pictures of our preparation for this, this was a field of weeds and cut branches a few weeks ago. We had 37 volunteers come out to the field and clean it up, and then Turfit mowed it for us and got it ready for you tonight. Honey Bucket, Vantage Point Construction, Forester's Financial, FEJ Productions, Firehouse Floral, Jay Ingleby, <laughs> John and Utana, also Glendale community residents, Pride Security and Captain David Sandoval, Movie Site Power and Light, and Location Magic Plus. And there are probably more that I missed, and if I did, run up to me and tell me. So now I'm going to make a little transition and turn the mic over to a few people who are standing by. I have a very special guest. I'm going to get. I have a very special guest. You guys can bring him up. We have the um, former head coach of the Utah Jazz with us tonight, Mr. Frank Layden. Please give him a big round of applause. Well, I want to thank you all for being here tonight. Uh, as Marshall said, this was a community event. Uh, and I'd say I'm proud that we were able to do it for all of you, especially people in Glendale, <clears throat> people who love the movie. And I think it will go on and on and on and on. So, thank you for being here. Is there anybody here from London, England? I guess not. Okay. We had a couple of questions from that area. <laughs> so that's why I asked. Uh, is Van Turner here? Van Turner? Hello, Van? Earth to Van? Okay, all right. Uh, I would like to further introduce you to my friend Frank Layden. I would like to introduce you to my friend and a very dear, dear friend that he is with him and his lovely wife, Barbara. Uh, we've spent many, many Christmases together. And so, at this time, I would like to bring Frank up here because he's got a little song that he'd like to sing for all of you. So I'll turn the time over to him. Hello, Glendale! Hello, Utah! All right, hold on just a second. Never miss a photo op. 
Hey, it's great to be here. As people know, at least a lot of people know, that even though I made my living in, in my basketball, you know me best for basketball, that I have loved baseball. I grew up near Ebbets Field in Brooklyn, and I grew up rooting for uh, Duke Snyder, Pee Wee Reese, and of course, the great Jackie Robinson. And in fact, I saw, yeah, let's hear it for Jackie Robinson, you bet. And, uh, and I saw Jackie Robinson's first game. I had to cut school to do that, but that's okay. That's an excusable absence, okay? And uh, so we followed baseball, and, and of course, uh, I got a chance to, uh, while singing, uh, take me out to the ball game at the Bees games and uh, uh, the Owls games and every, uh, whatever, we had the Dodgers up in uh, 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 Ogden. But uh, I got invited to do it in Wrigley Field, Chicago. And with 35 people booing me, because of being with the Jazz, which is an honor, uh, we had a chance to do it there. And here we are tonight with you, with one of the great baseball movies ever made. We all remember it, Sandlot! Now, I consider, take me out to the ball game, the national anthem of our American pastime, all right, baseball. So, if you all will join me. Are you ready? Then let me hear ya. A one, a two, a three. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back, oh, it's root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Well, it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Hey, Gundale, you're the greatest. Frank Layton, everyone. Let's hear it for him. You want to come down? Stand right here. You want to help him? How was that, everyone? Frank Layton, everybody. That's awesome. If we can safely, yeah. There we go. Okay. All right, we also have on stage right now, Representative Angela Romero. She represents this area, and she's also a, a huge supporter of the film industry in the state of Utah, Representative Romero. You know, it's hard as an elected official to go on after Frank Layton because he's, he's full of um, energy and he has a personality, and I don't wanna take too much of your time. I just wanna send the regards on behalf of Governor Herbert and the Utah State Legislature and the City of Salt Lake and welcome you to Glendale. If you're not from Glendale, welcome to our neighborhood. And I've been a big supporter of the Sandlot since we worked together with Marshall in 2010. I helped put it on. And I know you're here to see um, the, the players, you're here to see the cast, so I'm not gonna take much of your time. I just wanted to welcome you to our great neighborhood here in Glendale. Thanks. 
Thank you, Representative Romero. Okay, Scott Evans, you standing by? You ready to go? Okay. Well, if you've been through the VIP line, you'll notice that somebody's missing, missing tonight. 2000, okay, Benny. <laughs> Benny, uh, Mike Vitar, doesn't do these events, typically. I don't know that he has, and we do miss him. But in 2013, we had writer, director, narrator David Mickey Evans uh, with us. And he is not with us tonight, although he might be with us a little later. So just stand by for that, if you know what I mean. But we do have his brother here, Scott Evans. And Scott's going to tell you a very interesting story well, about himself, about David and the movie. Come on up, Scott. Wow, wow, wow. My brother's on another project. So he said, Scott, can you do me a real big favor? Do me a solid, I think they say. I said, sure. Because I wasn't here five years ago. But what's interesting is this makes me know why this movie has legs to become a cultural icon with all of you out here, fans across the world. So you're gonna understand why in a few minutes, why this is really important to me. Because I'm gonna tell you a story that's gonna be familiar to you with a little bit of a twist. So bear with me. 45 years ago, there was a little eight-year-old boy who had to make friends. So he went out to try to make friends. He was new to the neighborhood. And his parents said, you're in or you're out. Anybody ever hear that? You're in or you're out. So we decided to be out. So I went down and found a bunch of kids having a, a little kid went down, find a bunch of kids having a good time. They played baseball in the fields and streets around their home. And one day, this little kid shows up while these guys are playing baseball. And somebody pitched the ball. Somebody hit the ball. And that ball went over a fence. So the little eight-year-old kid says, because he wants to make friends, he says, I'll get it. Not knowing what was on the other side of that fence. And all the guys said, no, don't do that. He said, but that's your only ball. If you lose the ball... The game's over, the day's over. Bunch of poor kids couldn't afford more than just that one baseball. So the kid goes over the fence, only to meet this really big dog that's chained up. And this dog was a Doberman Pinscher German Shepherd mix, protecting that backyard. And the ball was literally three inches from that dog's nose. So the kid inches up in front of that dog the dog is stretching that metal chain. Kid reaches down with his right hand, grabs the ball, turns around, and slowly starts to run and speeds up because he couldn't see what all of his new friends saw was a dog broke the chain. So now what do you do? At eight years old, you gotta get back over a six foot fence by yourself. Now why that kid didn't throw that ball over the fence and scramble for his life I don't know, 
And it's a good thing he didn't. And I know it's a good thing he didn't. Because that story that inspired the Sandlot and many other stories in the movie came from our childhood. And I'm the little kid in real life that went over that fence and got chased down by the dog. And it's a good thing I didn't drop that ball because I had to use that ball to beat the dog in the head because he caught up to me and he grabbed me on the leg and he wouldn't let go. Did you ever play tug of war with a dog? Right? You got a tennis ball on the end of a rope or a big knot on the end of a rope. What do they do to get a tighter grip? They loosen their grip a little bit to get a dive in for a tighter grip. So that's what he was doing. And timing is everything. I hit him on the head with the ball. I jumped at the top of the fence and fell six feet down to the, uh, to the sidewalk. So that's the origin story that inspired the Sandlot. And what's interesting is 45 years ago, I would have no idea that something like this would happen. I would have no idea that Marshall and his team of volunteers and the board would be willing to put on an event like this. So you guys have made this thing an amazing, just an, given an amazing life. The cast, who I spent time with a few weeks ago, and then of course here this weekend, is amazing. And you're gonna see a message from my brother pretty soon. And I think you're gonna like that. So again, thank you guys for making this everything it is. Thank the cast of characters that brought this thing to life. Of course, thank my brother for building a legacy project. And thanks Marshall. So let's give Marshall a big hand. How about Nathan Osmond with the National Anthem? We had breakfast yesterday morning. I said, Nathan, you have to come up singing the National Anthem. And he said, okay, I'll be there. Five o'clock sharp, here he was. Amazing. Quite the entertainer. Quite the entertainer. Funny thing is, you good, Marshall? Okay. My brother wrote a book after The Sandlot came out called King of Pacoima, kind of a factionalized version of our childhood. I recently just got done with a memoir called Pacoima Days, all the stories behind the stories of The Sandlot and Radio Flyer. And what's really interesting is when I had to go back, and like Van Morrison said in Brown Eyed Girl, cast my memory back there, Lord. Sometimes I get caught thinking about Thinking about what? And that's essentially how the Sandlot came about. Just mining your mind, mining your brain and memory for these memories, these important stories. And again, it wouldn't be anything without all you guys out here. It wouldn't be anything without the cast. And this event wouldn't be possible without Marshall and his folks. So I want to thank you guys for that. It's just amazing, amazing turnout. And the logistics, if you only knew, it's worth three times the ticket price. 
So again, thank you very much. Let's bring Marshall back up. Scott Evans, everyone, brother of David Mickey Evans, who you obviously will now hear from later tonight. So I left a couple of sponsors off, of course. We have, uh, they were mentioned earlier, but New Balance. And then University of Utah Credit Union. I told Jason Marty, who represents them, yeah, you guys came in after I wrote this paper. <laughs> I, never, I never revised it. So we're gonna take a break from speaking for a minute, but we are gonna show you and unfortunately, right now, it's not dark enough to use our screen. So you up here are not going to see, but you'll be able to hear. On this screen back here, halfway, there'll be some slides from the 2013 event that we did here, uh, rep representing the uh, 20th anniversary. So guys, play that music and slideshow for us for a little bit. Thank you. characters and maybe as their actor names, but I'll introduce them as they come up. First, let's have Pat Renna. Let's hear it for Pat Renna. Hamilton Porter, the great Cambino. Okay, next in line there, Grant Gelt. Bertram. Bertram Grover Weeks. Big Chief, the best. We got him. Next in line. We have Brandon Adams, Dominguez. He can throw the heater. He still can. He, he threw one last night at the Bees game. If you guys were there. All right. And here's here's the dark horse in our favorite Sandlot uh, character uh, cast. The cast character is uh, Marty York. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it for yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He looks pretty crappy. He looks pretty good, but, well, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the guy with the glasses is next. Let's give it up for Chauncey Leopardi. Squints. He just came in today. Glad to have him. He was here five years ago as well. <laughs> you guys have to come up together? <laughs> They're brothers. You know them as... Timmy and Tommy Timmons, Timmy and Tommy Repeat Timmons, Victor Demadia, and Shane Obedzinski. They travel everywhere together. And now, I gotta be honest, I'm pretty excited about this one. I said I did not wanna do this event unless this guy came. Five years ago, we wanted him to come. We didn't work it out, probably our fault, not his. But um, he's here with us tonight. He was probably the most asked about where is so-and-so when he wasn't here. But I said, guys, at the top of our list this year to bring back along with the guys that came before is Tom Guyry, Smalls. Some call him the star of the movie. Let's give it up for Tom Guyry, Scotty Smalls. You're killing me, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, now, is that everybody? We got a lot of... A lot of cast here this time. You know everybody's here but Benny and Mike Vitar. And uh, that happens everywhere they go. So everyone is here. Now, we gotta do a little Q&A, and I'm not the Q&A guy. We brought in the specialists from 1280 
The Movie Zone, and 1280 The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network, Austin Horton and Adrian Leiser. Thank you, Marshall. Thanks, guys. Nice to see everybody. Thanks for being here, gentlemen. This will be fun. Who's hot? Yeah. What? Who's hot? Yeah. Who's baking like a toasted cheeser? Okay, I, we had some of these guys on our uh, radio show yesterday, and I didn't tell them this then, because I didn't want them to say, oh yeah, yeah, sure, because we, you're, in, you're in studio, we're in studio with us, you're going to try to butter us up. But The Sandlot is my second favorite movie of all time. What? 1B only to a movie that all the kids out here love, Shawshank Redemption. So, yeah. But before we dive into the sandlot, I have to shake hands with the guy from my favorite locally Utah-made movie ever, The Paper Brigade. Yeah, it was fun. Marshall knows all, all my love about that. Adrian, my co-host on the show, he knows how much I love that movie as well. But we're excited to have you guys here. All right, so we're going to open this up here in a minute to you guys for some questions. But let's uh, let's get started. Tom, I want to start with you. Smalls. Hey, what's up? How are you, buddy? Good, am I on? You're, you're on, we can right, hear cool. you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just talking with you. Welcome back to Utah. We, uh, we're glad to have you here for the anniversary. How did you get cast in this movie? What's your memory of uh, getting picked to play Scotty Smalls? Well, uh, they, I, I was found doing uh, plays in New Jersey at a place called uh, McCarter Theater in Princeton. And uh, this was like my sixth audition. And um, I auditioned for Sandlot in New York and they flew me out to California, and then uh, I screen tested, but I didn't get the part. And then uh, I went back home, and then they called me out again to screen test. And after my second screen test, I, I guess I did a good job, and I got hired. <laughs> Apparently so. Apparently you nailed it the second time. So 25 years, right? Does it seem like that's crazy? 25 years, did you ever think back then that this many people would come out to an event like this? No, this and this is, is such a beloved movie for anybody. This is crazy. I'm, I'm actually just trying to take all this in, and it's, it's bringing back so many memories. Just being hey, get it up for him again. Thank you guys for being here. You guys look beautiful. Yeah, this, this is really amazing. It's, it's, I'm so glad that I came, and thank all you guys for coming out. This is, this is awesome. All right, my next question is for uh, Bertram. What happened in the 60s? I've got a family. That's a secret. Yeah, that's a secret. What happens in the 60s stays in the 60s. What was your favorite part? Well, the whole thing was incredible. It was really just like summer camp for all of us, running around on this field all summer long, playing baseball, giving each other a hard time. But I think a uh, favorite scene to film was either the 4th of July sequence being out here under the lights or the uh, carnival sequence uh, celebrating the win against those uh, those terrible Tigers. So my little brother, my little brother when he was about four, uh, we watched the Sandlot so much that we went to church, and the primary teacher in church pulled out a big pack of chewing gum. And at four years old, he said, Cha! In church. And the guy was like, What is going on here? But I promised my toilet. Yeah, bad influence. I'm sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> All right, so who knew how to play baseball? Who had to learn how to play baseball? Who was the best before? I think Benny was, ben, Benny was the best. Definitely. Yeah, so, hands down. But we all knew how to play. I mean, that was kind of part of the casting process. Okay. They, they made sure that we all knew how to play a little bit. And then after we got cast, they had us all doing rehearsals 
and then for half the day, and then we would all go to a field and we'd play baseball together for like six weeks. Yeah, it was a long time. They wanted to make sure that we looked like we were a team, like we'd been playing together for years. So we uh, we definitely got to a tune-up on our skills after we got cast. Actually, I just rewatched the movie, and I like that basket catch that Squints did. Yeah, no, it's the Willie Mays basket catch. The Willie Mays catch was pretty sweet. Uh, what scene took the longest to make? You got the sick of it, but David was like, Go, do it again. Squinks kissing the lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, about 150 takes on that. Did he ask for all those takes? He kept messing it up yeah. on purpose. No, no, no. Wendy was kind of a diva, and she just, she yeah. just wanted to keep doing it, and I was like, over it, but what are you going to do? <laughs> a lot of breath went to Chauncey. So what's it like filming a movie where you're all 12-year-old 12 year, 12 year boys who are probably always getting in trouble and the director's trying to wrangle you and get you into the right spots, but half the time you're probably not listening, right? Well, they say two things. Never do a movie with children or animals. So, yeah. uh, Mickey Evans had his, uh, yeah, he had he his hands up. full, huh? <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was probably a nightmare for, for the director, any but we stories? had a blast. Any good stories from the set? Marty? Marty? Marty has a story. No. <laughs> This is a PG-rated show. Yeah, right. Uh, actually, uh, there's a funny story. Uh, my mom said, I'm going to take you to meet Darth Vader. So uh, we actually went in the bath, and he was sitting there eating a bowl of oatmeal. And uh, I said, are, are you Darth Vader? And he goes, I am your father. That is amazing. It was cool. This is probably right around the time he was probably making Lion King, too, James Earl Jones. Because that came out, this movie was 93, when it was released, and Lion King was Yeah, I think uh, Lion King came out like the year before, actually, oh, I think. Oh, previously. I'm pretty sure, yeah. But, so a lot of people, uh, many generations, uh, knew his voice. You guys knew Darth Vader and Lion King. Tom, you worked closely with uh, James Earl Jones, Karen Allen, and Dennis Leary. Uh, Karen Allen and James Earl Jones were fantastic. <laughs> I guess like, I, I might have guessed that that was how we were going to play. Patrick, you might be the face of the Sandlot 25 years later. Are you comfortable with that? Or are you ready to uh, embrace that? He don't have a choice. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a choice. Not, yeah. I'm very comfortable with it. I mean, come on. This is amazing. Look at this. This is incredible. sent a tweet out a couple weeks ago. You ran into somebody who didn't know who you were and he was wearing your face on his shirt. Well, even more, even better than that was I happened to be with Tom Guyrie, uh, who played Smalls, as we all know. And uh, so I'm walking down, where were we? Lower East Side, yeah, Lower East Side. Village in New York, and 20 yards away, this, this young guy's got the shirt on. And uh, it's a You're Killing Me Smalls shirt. And I'm with Smalls. I, I, said, I said, Patrick, this guy doesn't know who we are. Well, I said, nice shirt. He goes, oh, what? <laughs> he didn't know who we were. So we, we had a good time with him. Uh, he's going to be on Ellen next week. So he's, he's huge. He's famous. No, but can't, can't you see it? <laughs> that, that happened in a restaurant last night, too, actually. Really? Yeah. Same thing happened here? Locally, All right, uh, I've been told by Marshall that we have a special message from someone who is not here. Hey, Sandlot fans, this is David Mickey Evans, the writer, director, and narrator of The Sandlot. And that's my personal security agent, Maverick, in the background. Welcome to this very special screening celebrating the film's 25th anniversary year. 
I wish I could be there in person, but I've been traveling all over this year with the cast attending sandbox screenings at almost all the Major League Baseball stadiums in the country, and my schedule just wouldn't allow me to be there. But at every stadium screening, the fans have made it a true love fest for both myself, the cast, and especially the film. I shot the film in the very place you're now standing, and with that kind of love and devotion, the fans have continued to show for the sandlot for the past 25 years. I consider it hollowed ground. Five years ago, in fact, I even proposed to my wife at home plate, and she said yes. A big shout out to Marsha Moore for organizing this whole special celebration. Also to the state of Utah for having been the perfect place to shoot the film. To my close friends, the Sandlot cast, who are there right now, always the perfect ambassadors for the film. And to my little brother, Scott, who's also there right now, because if he had not gone over a fence when we were kids and gotten bitten by a big, vicious dog named Hercules, the Sandlot would probably not exist. So on behalf of the cast and crew, myself, thank you from the bottom of my heart for attending this screening, and especially for your continuing love for the film. It truly will last forever, because legends never die. Sit back and enjoy what's been called the greatest baseball movie ever made and the best summer movie of all time, The Sandlot. Thank you guys. Yeah. 
Absolutely. No, I mean, it's, it's really amazing. Uh, coming back here, it, it feels like stepping back into time. Like, we just walked right back onto the sand lot. Especially coming back with these guys, with my brothers here. And it's amazing. I mean, I, I love it that 25 years later we're able to do this. And it's all thanks to you guys, the fact that you guys are still loving the film and coming out and supporting. So thanks, everybody, for coming out. Go ahead, Johnson. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, I came back for the 20th as well, and it was super surreal, and uh, obviously the crowd has grown, so the movie's still continuing to get bigger and bigger, and uh, as an actor, you know, you finish a project and you kind of, you usually never return. I mean, maybe you do a sequel, but other than that, it's like, you know, something in your past, but this is something that is, uh, you know, continually ahead of us and, and seems to get bigger and bigger, so it's just a, a blessing. Thank you, guys. I just want to thank Utah for, you know, hosting the Sandlot. You guys have the most legendary field in the United States. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys in Utah. Well and uh, we had a blast. The field seems a lot smaller. You know, when we were when we were little kids, this field, field seems so big. But when you grow up, it looks smaller. But it will always remain a legendary field. So, so thank all of you guys. Appreciate it. You know, uh, it, it has been great being back here. But I got to be honest, there's one thing that's... Uh, kind of ruining the moment for me. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a certain someone that uh, was here 25 years ago. He wasn't invited then, and he's not invited now. Uh, you might go by the name of... You want to say it? Oh, no. Hey, you might go by the name of Phillips. Where are you, tough guy? in 25 years. It's been a long time, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a real long time. Hey, will you turn the music down? I'm trying I to can't. talk to my enemy here. <laughs> I got a few words to say to this guy. Thank yeah, you. what do you got to say? You look good, man. Thank you. Really, have, like you been, have you been working out? A little bit. Yeah. Maybe three days a week. What about you? God, it's so good. Let's hug this out. I love you. Hey! Phillips, everybody! Good to see you guys. Hey, Will, do you still mix your Wheaties with your mama's toe jam? I, just, I was just curious. Do you still bob for apples in the toilet? Yeah, and I like it a yeah, lot. Yeah, you still. do. <laughs> how, how long did it take you guys to make that scene? That one iconic scene that everyone knows every word to? About a week. Yeah, it took us a week. We were cracking each one. other up. <laughs> no, you know, what's funny about that scene is uh, originally it was written for Benny. Uh, he was supposed to face off with Will, with Phillips, but 
I think because we had already filmed the movie, we were already about probably halfway through or something, Benny sort of became this legend already, and he was like, you know, the hero. So I don't think the director wanted the hero to say butt sniffer, you know? <laughs> so he said, you know who could say butt sniffer? Ham. It fit the character a little better, yeah, for sure. You nailed it. You guys did great. Uh, what are your memories of making this movie? And that's such a broad question. That's a terrible question, but go ahead. No, I, I can run with it. Go I ahead think, and riff. Uh, <laughs> we were pretty young. I think we were always like 11 or 12. I remember getting here, and these guys were already... Yeah, I've been filming for a little while. We're a group, and they were very welcoming. It was, you guys were awesome, you know, how friendly, friendly you were to me. And um, I just remember coming out here and uh, being really nervous because I was absolutely horrible at throwing a baseball. And I just remember like, I couldn't pitch at all. They moved me to shortstop. And um, I just remember just the uh, how just welcoming everybody was. It was just like a really special time in my life. and. Uh, you know, just being out here again, it just brings out a lot of memories. For sure. Uh, I want to uh, ask everyone, we're going to ask, we're going to go right down the line, start here uh, with Kenny DeNunez. If you could have one prop from the movie, or maybe you guys did take a prop to keep it, but if you could keep one prop, what would it be? Easy, my KC Monarchs hat. That was a baller hat, the yeah, KC Monarchs thing, yeah. I don't know what happened to that hat. That's, that's vintage, that's like $85 right now. If you go and buy that thing, I'm not kidding. That, yeah. The the vintage look is back, and that would have made a that, that would have been. Good but one. I wish I could find that one. That'd be good. Yeah. The one you actually yeah. used. Yeah. What about you? I actually got to keep my LA hat. Did you uh, really? And I've got that somewhere, but I think if I could go back, I would have to keep that bag of Big Chief. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> the best, because it's the best, right? Uh, I'd probably want to find that s'more, the half-eaten s'more and frame it, get Tom to sign it. I think I ate it, bro. You ate the whole thing? <laughs> Pretty sure, yeah. Because they're good, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. When you finally figured it out, yeah, they're really they're good. good. I know. Uh, I kept the uh, harness that I went over the the, uh, the fence with. They lifted me. I actually have that at my mom's house. It's a fiberglass harness. For real? That's I, terrific. I have that, yeah. Hey, speaking of which, I, I told someone I wanted to ask these questions, but I said I won't ask, but I'm going to ask it. When you come back over the fence, uh, after trying to get the ball from the beast and you drop it first of all you, you blew it man you had it in your hands you dropped it but anyway then you do the the lips thing was that a, a bad lip? yeah what was the decision was that in the script or did you just do that that wasn't in the script that actually i used to watch bugs bunny cartoons when i was a kid and every time you know bugs bunny would run away he'd go blah, blah, blah. so i i threw that in there and david was like what was that that's not in the script and i said he said but i like it and uh and they're being in the movie. It was hilarious. It was the right touch. What uh, what prop for you, Chauncey? Uh, my glasses. Blah, blah, blah. I don't have them, and I need to. I have them. You have the glasses? Yeah, I stole them. Sorry, dude. And I'm not giving them back. Oh, okay. Class action. They're not worth $85. They're <laughs> worth, like, $85,000. I meant the... You know what I meant. All right. Uh, Victor, oh, I kept uh, one of the vacuum cleaners that, that blew up from the, uh, great, from the great uh, the great vacuum cleaner explosion in '93. You remember oh, that? 1993. Right over uh, here. Right over here. <laughs> no, no I, I wish I would have kept my glove. It was a cool. It was like a vintage, you know, '60s era glove, and I wish I would have kept that. How about you, Shane? Uh, I actually, I wish I could have kept some of the clothes, not because I could still wear them, but just yeah. everyone asks us about the clothes, the the costumes we wore back then. So having some of those would be really cool. I actually do have some of the leaves from the tree that the treehouse was in. They're in my kitchen. So those are pretty cool. 
Tom. I want my trout cap back. <laughs> it's in the Louisville Slugger Museum. I want it back. I think we're all gonna dress in black and break into the Louisville Slugger Museum. Sandlot Four. Sandlot Four. We're gonna steal back the trout cap. I need it. Mission Impossible Seven that for years. That's what's gonna happen. Will? I want my bike. The Schwins. Oh, yeah. I want my bike. That'd be great. Well, you know, I met someone the other day that said they own your bike. Like, really? Yeah, they actually, they bought it and oh, wow. they have it. What a cool thing to own. That's awesome. We messed up. We didn't steal yeah. enough stuff from the set. Damn. For, for me, it would be the ball, but uh, it sounds like it's up in the state capitol already, up in a glass case up there. Yeah, that's uh, Marshall. Marshall got the ball from one of the security guys that worked on the film, and or no, yes, he did not get it from oh. anyone, uh, but. Uh, Oh. But it is in the glass case of the state capitol. So that's pretty cool. I, think, I think we need to uh, put the treehouse back. Right. We, we yeah, yeah, we missed the treehouse. If, if we come if we back, build the treehouse. If we come back, will you guys help us build the treehouse? Camp out. All right. If you nice. build it, they will come. Hey, uh, or is it time to open up some questions to the audience here? All right, who's got a question? We've got microphones. Uh, I don't see the microphone. Right here, Adrian's with the microphone. Uh, raise your hand if you've got a question for the cast, and Adrian will uh, seek you out. You have some over here to the right, Adrian, or over here to the left. Oh, there look at that go. guy in the middle jumping up. He's that got your face. Got yeah. Yes, you, buddy. We got someone here, guys to the left, with your face on it, Patrick. Oh. This little guy right back here. Oh. I know. We have one right here. Which ones of you are married? Oh. If I had a nickel for every time someone asked me that. Yeah. Maybe she, sh she should have said which ones are single. Yeah, there like, you go. That's what the question is. Yeah, who is single? One, there's... No, that's it. <laughs> Squirts, what was it like to kiss a grown woman? Yeah. yeah. Which one was yes. That was right along the line of the guy who didn't know who you were. That's actually his son, Squirts. Squirts. It was, no, it wasn't uh, Squirts. I mean, it was my first kiss, and it was incredible. It was a magic moment. That's a great first kiss. Uh, I don't think I'm ever going to not call you Squirts. <laughs> hey, it's not Thank the first you. time. Really? No. <laughs> How old were you guys when you filmed the movie? 38. No, we were all we were all between the ages of ten and uh, ten. And, I mean, Benny was, was the oldest. Benny was like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. I actually had no. Shane was, was the youngest. On on set, I turned ten while filming. Yeah. We went to a water park around here, uh, river something. Raging water. Yeah. Raging, Raging water. Is that still around? Is it? Yeah. yeah. We had my birthday there. I turned ten while filming. <laughs> we got one here to the stage left, right? Um, squints. Uh. On a scale of one to ten, how much do I look like you? <laughs> Eleven. Yeah. Nice. Squints made glasses cool. For someone who grew up wearing glasses, I appreciate it. That's right. Squints, why were you so stupid by jumping off that diving board? I'd been planning it for years. <laughs> Lotioning and oiling. I couldn't take it anymore. Okay, um, Patrick, why don't you get back to me on Instagram? Because Chauncey did. 
Uh, you did. You blew it. Uh, no, no, no. My real question. My real question. No, no. Let's address this. Let's address this. <laughs> I, I do have an important, important question, though. You get up here. Let's hug this out like me and Phillips. Yeah. yeah. Come on. I'm sorry, man. Cue the music. This moment. moment. That's our dog. What's up? Yes, yes I, still, I still cannonball. I definitely do. We got and your uh, bracelets. Yeah, we got them all. We're wearing it, man. Hi. 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 Yeah, yeah. Can I get a picture with you? I've been waiting for one for 25 years. Oh. Yeah, get up here, girl. <laughs> Richard Barnes. I live over across the street from the Rose Park Baseball Diamond, 8th North and 15th West, where you filmed against the rich. What do you remember over there? What do you remember about filming? That we beat the rich kids like we stomped them. That we just... Yeah. Domination. I, yeah, the, the Tigers had nothing, nothing right. on us. <laughs> Come on. I, I broke a camera lens. Yeah. Right here, uh, right down there, the orange cone to the right. My dad asked uh, me to tell you, but how much do you bench? <laughs> Is that a question about me? Which one? Who are you talking about? Which one? Me or Squirt? Marty. Oh. So about, uh, about 315. Lies. He can bench me like 25 times. Yeah. And he does it on the regular. I practice on hand. That's how he got that big, actually. Yeah. Started 25 years ago. Here in the middle again. Um, was the treehouse built here or somebody or somewhere else? It was right behind us. Yeah, the treehouse was, was actually brought in for the movie. They yeah, it was a, it was a tree. big tree. Yeah, well, they brought, tree, the, tree they brought the tree in. Else, planted yeah. the tree Wait. right about here and then built the treehouse for us. It was, a, it was a real tree, but they brought it in and planted it here and then covered it in fake leaves and then built the treehouse around I thought it was all hologram. <laughs> and then they tore it down. CGI. It was, it was the coolest treehouse ever. It really was. It, it was dope, dude. Alright, uh, we got another one here somewhere. Where's the microphone go? Oh, here we go. Down here. Is it? This question was so small. For small? Some more what? I haven't had anything yet, so how can I have some more of nothing? Oh. 
love those shorts, though. Those are amazing. That's the specialness of this film. That kid is the best. All right, out here in the middle. Smalls, who's your favorite character? <coughs> What's the question? Who's your favorite character? Who's my favorite character in the film? Yeah. Who's your son's favorite character? Well, my, my, my son's favorite character is Squints. <laughs> I can't be as cool as Squints. I try, but it, it never works out. Where and why is Benny and the Jets not here? Benny and the Jets. Right. Benny the, the, Jets. Uh, the Elton John song? <laughs> the West Side Story was, I think most of those characters are, are, are have passed. Uh, fun fact, Elton John is a huge fan of the movie. So yeah. Uh, well, to be totally honest, Benny is a real life firefighter. And as you know, California has quite a bit of fire. So he's probably being the hero that yeah, he is. saving lives right now, yeah. Benny the Jet turned into a real life hero, everybody. True Mike, story. Mike played a firefighter on a TV show. And turned and, into uh, one. And he decided to go in that direction with his professional career. Out here in the middle again. Why did you want to be in the Sandlot? Wouldn't you have wanted to be in the Sandlot? Why did you guys want to be in the Sandlot? <laughs> Why wouldn't we want to be in the Sandlot? Yeah. It's the coolest baseball movie ever, right? <laughs> he shrugged his shoulders. He's like, maybe. I don't know. Good question, buddy. Good question. I think we had a Bull Durham fan in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> right. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to take my chances with this one. But, Chauncey, yeah. would you be willing to give me a kiss on the cheek? Oh, uh, yeah. I think I have to do that. <laughs> he told me no. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And now you're she, She's been saying. planning that for years. <laughs> Careful, he's kind of oily and looking. <laughs> Out here in the middle again. Smalls. What's up? What is your favorite baseball team? Well, I'm from New York originally, so... Yeah, I know, no one likes it, but I gotta be a Yankees fan, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom's gotta go. Sorry, this man. Boo him. All right, we got a good one right here. All right. What's your guys' favorite insult from the movie? Favorite insult? Will should go first on this. I think I'm partial to uh, you bop frapples in the toilet and you like it. Partial. You mix your Wheaties with your mama's toe jam. You run like a duck. It always made me laugh. Good. Uh, I like uh, when they, when Squints uh, says my clothes are going out of style, and they said you already are. <laughs> the kid is an L seven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, Oscar Mayer even. Footlong, <laughs> Dodger dog, a weenie. I know. I mean, I think mine is L7 Weenie, too. Yeah, me, too. I gotta get I mean, come on. Kids a square. That's not an insult, though. But, yes, I do like um, bacon like a toasted cheeser. How about you? I think it was, uh, he looks like a dead fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you delivered that line, didn't you? And you like to... Yeah, I'd have to go with L7. Yeah. So, the Ninja's had a, a non-speaking 
kind of trash talker, kind of a what, what, what's the insult when Smalls runs the ball into him and he just with a look, he's like, really? That was great acting, just a single look. But someone yelled maybe one of the better uh, insults out here. Kate, well, that's from a different movie. Hey. These guys are sensitive about that, man. You gotta chill. That's that's not appropriate today. Um, I think we should tell the audience that actually, very insensitive. When we filmed that that scene, uh, I said you play ball like a girl. However, it was meant as a compliment. <laughs> we meant it as a compliment then, That's right. and we mean it now. We wanted to end our fight with a compliment, so ladies, remember that. When those boys give you a hard time. All right, we got a few, a few more minutes out here in the middle. What's our question? Squints. Do you still squint when you push up your glasses? I think we're all old now. We don't. None of us play baseball anymore. Any, any of y'all still playing baseball? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still on a little league team, but the rest yeah, yeah. of us. <laughs> I'm on the Nunez's heaters. Not a great player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to throw it around a little bit. That's right. We're playing ball. Still got it. Go ahead. Hey Ham, who's your favorite? Say favorite again, favorite baseball player. My favorite baseball player, Babe Ruth. Yeah. Hands down. Period. Second favorite is Baby Ruthie. <laughs> Bambi. The great, great the great Bambi was actually. The great Bambi's great. That that Wimpy Deer. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Ham. Who's your favorite baseball team? My favorite team is the Dodgers. Yup. Shush. The Angels are I have a question for all of you. Have you all played baseball together since the uh, The other couple months ago in April, we all went to LA. And the, uh, today show, we all played baseball. Don't lie. We had like a Rocky Three kind of night game that nobody knew about. Well, no one's supposed to know about that. It was amazing. <laughs> no, but the Today Show, we played baseball for the first time in 25 years, a couple months ago, so yeah. One more out This is for all of you. What's your favorite baseball player? Let's go down the line, guys. Current or in history? Anybody, I think. Just your favorite? Derek Jeter. Ricky Henderson. <laughs> uh, Tommy repeats Simmons. Oh, uh, he was excellent. He was great. He was very good. Uh, Don Mattingly. Barry Bonds. Queen. <laughs> David Ortiz. Sick <laughs> Poppy. Yeah, Solik Buzz alum David Ortiz. Uh, one of the greatest long ball hitters of all time. Hamilton the Babe Porter. Only the second guy to ever call his shot. That's Only right. Second guy. It's true. One of the old school Jackie Robinson. There you go. This is to all. This is to all of you. When did you guys go back to the pool? 
do we go when back? When did you go back to the pool? Have you guys been back to the pool up in Austin? No. I don't think any of us have been back to the pool. But We've we been banned to. for life after Squid's yeah, Kiss the Lake. true, yeah. We're not allowed back. We still can't go back. I loved how they knew which clothes to throw out the window for you. That was all that they did. They this. That's why I wanted to keep the clothes. They were that, that original. All right, two more questions. We got time for two. Squids, can I take a picture of you? <laughs> yes, you can, buddy. Come on up. That's a little Benny the Jet in Squids classes. I like it. for my girlfriend Leslie I love you more than words can say right now